you caged in This is what boys turn to made man This ain't no game, ain't no playpen Come with the hook and the kick Now your stomach is sick and there ain't no escaping Come to the cage and get knocked out Come into work and get clocked out Get hit with uppercut straight to the uppercut Down for the count and he can't even talk now This MMA what we talking about Yeah you tuned into the pod now Gonna be hard for you to stop now Yeah, we caged in Welcome back to another episode of Caged In. I'm your host, Krista Carlo. This week, I got another special guest on the line. It is Hillary Rose. She is fighting on Dana White's Contender Series on August 18th against Cheyenne Byes. Um, she's from my area of New England, so when I saw she was on the card, I had to get her on the on the podcast to come out and talk to me a little bit about that fight. So let's get her on the line, man, and pick her brain a bit. All right, so I'm here with Hillary Rose, one of the next contestants on Dana White's Contender Series. She'll be fighting on August 18th. How are you doing today, Hillary? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, can't complain. How have you been through um, all the COVID craziness and whatnot? You've been holding up okay? Yeah, I've been holding up pretty good. You know, I have a a good, you know, team of people that have, you know, kind of quarantined themselves to me to help me get ready for this fight. So very grateful for all of them. But you know, it's been strange, but for some reason, I feel like I've kind of benefited from it a little bit by, you know, having a little more one-on-one time with my coaches and things like that. So it's it's been good and it's had its ups and downs for sure. But, you know, it's good to be slowly working our way out of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Has it affected your training at all as far as like, I know you said you had like a group of people around you that kind of quarantined to help you train and whatnot. But as far as like gym capacity and all that and some of the gyms that may or may not have been opened, um, has it affected you at all or is it still business as usual? Um, it's business as usual for me. I, there's apartments at the gym that, um, I train at. Um, mm-hmm. also, I'm also an instructor there. Um, and you know, I train there, so I live at the gym basically. So I had that, you know, advantage of being able to come into the gym and other people weren't obviously able to come into the gym because of my training schedule and things like that. So I've, I've had the advantage of being able to train through the full COVID um, originally I was supposed to fight in July, so they moved it back because of, you know, coronavirus and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was training from March when I found out about the fight all the way up until now. So I think I was pretty lucky being able to train. I know there was a lot of people out there who, you know, were training at home and having to kind of change up their normal camps, but camp was kind of normal, but you know, just fewer people. We had a smaller group than, you know, we normally might have. Yeah, for sure. Definitely some obstacles to to work around for sure. But I'm glad that it didn't really throw you off too bad. Um, I know you're training at a few different gyms. You know, you're at Lozon's and US MMA, Skill of Strength with Mike Perry. Um, Are you kind of just splitting your time between those three places now? Are you primarily at one place more than the other? Um, I train at US MMA full time. So I would cross train at Lozon's, you know, before COVID, um, all that chaos. And I would spar down there every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of like, I don't train there full time. It's more, I would go and cross train there on a Saturday and right. then I've had uh, a few opportunities to go there. I have, a, we train at a much smaller gym. We don't have a cage. Uh, so he would go, he would let us go in there and we'd move around in the cage, you know, get comfortable and just work some drills and some sparring. Um, so I went down there a few times, um, but not as many times as I normally would have, if I, it was, you know, a normal camp and there was Saturday sparring. Um, but you know, I took my small group and we went down there and we hung out with Joe and we did some you know, small sessions with my coaches. Um, and then, yeah, skill of strength. I've been going to um, just about six, five or six weeks now. It was something that I just kind of added in the middle of camp. 
Um, mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of fighters in this area who go there and, you know, it was a drastic change for drastic change for me strength wise. Um, it's something that I think has really elevated my, you know, ability and cardio and strength. So it was a really good thing to kind of like add on, um, you know, my coaches are great and they know strength and conditioning, but you know, I'm at that level where I need somebody who it's their job and it's what they do every day. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you start getting up to that, to that level of MMA, where you're starting to outlet to other people that specialize in these, these special skills and stuff. So I definitely understand. Um, doing that stuff as well. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was um, a lot of fun. And that guy, Mike Perry, is really great. He really knows his knowledge. And, you know, there's lots of other fighters who are there. So it's cool to be around them. And, you know, every every person is different. So we're all doing different things because of our body types. And like Mike Rodriguez, he fights the same week as me just on Saturday. So he's there and he's, you know, some giant guy and I'm this little person. Right. Um, but, you know, his his schedule is tr- different than mine, obviously, because he fights a 205 and I'm, you know, a 115er. Right. Does Mike Perry kind of specialize in strength and conditioning with fighters, especially, or is he just kind of knowledgeable with all athletes? Um, he's knowledgeable with all athletes. I think that he just, um, I think Rob Font was the first person that he started working with. So I don't know if it fell into his lap or, you know, how that got started. But then I think because of Rob, other people started to go there and see what he did. And it, it really advanced lots of people's games and, you know, as you know, you're in New England and you see other people going somewhere and they're, you know, advancing and getting better in the sport and cardio and things like that, that, you know, you, you're interested, you're intrigued. And I was definitely intrigued and I'd reached out to other strength people, but it just didn't seem, you know, the same as what they were maybe getting. So, you know, I take, I have like a a 55 hour, an hour drive to get there sometimes. And it's not too bad, but it's, it's worth every second in the car. Um, <laughs> because it's really, um, enhanced my game. And I can imagine all the other fighters who are also training there, it's doing the same thing for them. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely dope though. Um, let's get into your MMA career a little bit. I know your amateur career, you kind of spent some time at cage Titans and new England fights. Um, yeah. you're actually the, uh, new England fights, amateur strawway champion. Yeah. Um, your, your amateur career, that was, that was kind of while you were fresh and young, um, how much of that was a learning curve, like getting from the gym to start getting into the cage and getting some first your some of your first action in the cage? Um, it was definitely the thing is I was the first like female MMA fighter from my gym. So I think it was just definitely different and me being the first, uh, maybe nerve wracking for my coaches, but also something, you know, new to them. But right. you know, I think I got great experience. Um, I was willing to travel and I really wanted to fight whenever I could. So, you know, I traveled to New York and Philly and Cage Titans and Plymouth. Um, so I think that you know, I had a lot of ups and downs as an amateur, but that's, you know, that's what you want to happen. You, yeah, exactly. Amateur that's career for. is, you know, to prep you for the big career. So, you know, I had a few losses in a row, but I think it's mentally gotten me ready to get at the pro level. And, you know, even though when I had my first pro fight, I lost, I still mm-hmm. had that like drive and that like ass kick to want to be better and, you know, enhance my game in as many ways that I could. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, after your first fight, you know, you took that loss, but you've won four in a row since then. Uh, your yep. current record is four and one. Um, it's like specifically, what did that first loss teach you? If you can kind of dig into that a little bit, um, kind of what did you I, learn from that? Sorry. I think that I, I was just lacking in, you know, areas that I maybe didn't know that I was lacking in, you know, strength wise and, you know, mindset wise, I needed to make a few mindset changes and believe in myself and know that I had the ability to go out there and you know, win and compete at a good level. Um, and like, I fought a really tough chick that Lindsay Williams chick is a cool chick and she's super tough. And, you know, she's like a, a physical specimen. So she was really strong and she, you know, taught me that I needed to build some strength and I needed to, you know, 
I couldn't just be, you know, a good striker, a good grappler. I needed all of those things, you know, the strength, the cardio, um, all of that. So I think, you know, just learning, um, and getting my body and having that first, you know, five round fight, you know, when you're in there and it's five minutes and it's longer, it's definitely different. Um, so just, you know, taking from there, you know, things, you know, I was stuck on the bottom. I was hanging out in lockdown, uh, you know, just not being there and like getting myself up and using those positions to, you know, advance my position instead of just kind of chill there. Yeah, for sure. You know, they always say that you, you learn more from a loss and you do a win. So without um, a doubt. Yeah, so it's definitely good to see that you made that transition after a loss because, you, like I said, you went on to win four in a row after that. Three of those are by finish by finishes as well. Um, do you feel as though you've kind of hit a stride now where you figured out kind of um, what you need to do to get into that cage and get a W now? Because, like I said, four in a row, it's, that's pretty good. It's pretty impressive. Um, do you think you found your stride now or is there – obviously there's still um, room to grow as well? Yeah, I mean, there's always room to grow. Um, you know, even though I have five fights as a professional, you know, I, this is only the beginning. I'm getting this opportunity for a contender series. And, you know, if I get that contract, that's just the beginning of my career. So mm -hmm. um, there's constant growth. The growth never, never ends. And, you know, every fighter that I'm going to fight, whether it's Cheyenne coming up or it's somebody else in the UFC, you know, every fight's going to be a different fight and a harder fight and more important in my career. Um, so, you know, you just have to... I, what I think is really important is you can't just be good at one thing in this sport. You have to be good at everything. And I think that that's, you know, something that I really pay attention to, you know, I, I feel that I'm very comfortable no matter where the fight goes, um, no matter who I'm fighting, you know, mm -hmm. you obviously game plan for certain people, but if you are well-rounded in you know, all areas and you feel good in all areas, then I think that that's an advantage where some people still kind of focus on, you know, I'm really good at striking. So I'm just going to use my striking and have, you know, decent takedown defense and but then you go and you watch fights and you see people who are lacking in certain areas and sometimes I watch fight fights and I'm like why are they not doing this but you know a fight's a fight and you know I can who am I to talk you know we all right. get in positions and sometimes we can't get up or you know we're, we're stuck somewhere so you know it's just being good at everything and being comfortable no matter where the fight is not just in one place no, for sure. If you look back and you look at like some of the greatest champions of all time in MMA, those are the guys that are usually the most well-rounded. And you yeah. see those guys that are kind of uh, specifically into one um, discipline more than the other. And they have they do well and they have like a, a certain ceiling that they can reach. So then you really need to have that full package to kind of get to the top and, and stay Without at the top as well. So I under I definitely agree with what you're saying there. Um, let's talk about this 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 big fight coming up on Contender Series. Like you said, you're fighting Cheyenne Buys August 18th. Um, what was that feeling like getting that call to fight her? I know you've been kind of sitting on this information for a while. Um, it was super exciting. You know, I had never heard of Cheyenne Baez. I don't, I mean, I don't mean that like in a bad way. I know right. my coaches knew who she was right away. Um, and you know, I follow fighters, but again, I let my coaches do a lot of that work. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, look into people and my coaches knew who she was. And the thing is, I think that this fight with Cheyenne is going to be a really good fight. I think that we both, um, come out ready to scrap and, we're comfortable um, being in the cage and, you know, I'm expecting a very well-rounded, you know, forward fighter in Cheyenne. I think that if she's training, I've said this in another interview, if she's training as hard as me, then, you know, I know that she's coming to fight, you know, where someone has to leave there with their hand raised and you know, I, we both want that. So I'm assuming she's going to come, you know, with the best version of herself and the best version of myself. And I think that honestly, we could put on a really awesome fight for the fans. I think that we, can maybe pick up on openings that me and her leave open. Like she might pick up on some openings for me and make something look really great. But then maybe the next moment I'm going to do something really great. So I think that 
you know, the, I have a lot of respect for her. I think that she's a great fighter. I've enjoyed watching her fights, you know, prepping for this fight. We, I mean, I obviously have watched a few. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it's fun. She's a fun forward fighter. And, you know, she puts on a good show. And I think that her and I are, you know, going to put on a good show. And people like watching women fight. So, you know, if you got, she's very pretty and she's cute. And, you know, people think I'm cute. So I think that, you know, it'll be a fun thing to watch. Oh, for sure. Like when I saw the fight on the card, um, first of all, I recognized that you were from the area, same area as me in New England. So I was like, okay, I got to tune in for that one automatically. And then kind of, <laughs> kind of digging into it a little bit more and kind of looking at your styles. Um, she has more of like that stand up judo type style and you seem yeah. to have that, um, ground game jujitsu wrestling kind of lockdown. So, yeah. um, it's definitely a, uh, interesting fight. And I think, um, it's going to be a fun one to watch for sure. Um, yeah. Do you think people are kind of looking at her as the favorite because of the organizations that she has fought in compared to you fighting in CES, which I love because I'm a New England guy, like I said, so I love CES. I love all the shows they put on, but comparatively, like the knowledge and like the, um, the hype around like LFA and Invicta, that stuff for women's MMA. Do you think that people are kind of looking at her at the favorite just spe specifically because of that? Um, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I mean, she has like 30,000 followers on Instagram. You know, she's some, she's some one that people know and have maybe been watching because of yes Invicta and LFA and things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, being an underdog is okay. I don't mind yeah. that, you know, people can underestimate my ability and my skill, but you know, she doesn't finish fights. Um, I go out there and I want to finish fights. And I think that that's something that, you know, I do and I, I look for, and not that I don't think she looks for finishes to fights, but, um, you know, I finished way more fights than she has, um, even at an amateur level. Um, you know, I go out there and I want to get in and I want to get out and, um, you know, that's my plan for when I go to Vegas, I'd like to get in and I'd like to get out, even though I've read a lot that they think that, you know, her and I are going to go three hard rounds with each other. And, you know, if that happens, that happens. That's great. I hope we put on a good fight. But, you know, the goal is, I'm sure for her too to get in and out and get that contract. So that's really what I'm aiming for. Yeah, for sure. You know how Dana White works as well. As long as you're in that's there right. entertaining, um, you really can't lose any stock in his mind as long as you're going out there and put on a show. So um, exactly. I'm sure you guys are going to do just that. I'm sure you're going to put on a show. Um, do you have any prediction on how you're going to finish this fight or if this fight's going to be a finish? Are you going to take it three rounds and win by decision? Like, do you have anything in your mind that you've envisioned on how this one goes down? Um, I envision the fight all the time. It's really hard for me to envision, you know, the finish or what it's going to be, whether it's, you know, on the feet or, you know, on the ground. I just am more so been envisioning my hand raise. Like, I see that more than I see how the fight's going to finish. Mm. So, like, maybe the fight goes three rounds because I'm not, it's not that I'm not envis envisioning a finish or a sub or, you know, a TKO. I think I'm more so just trying to envision my hand being raised and, you know, getting that contract and just, you know, the win happening. Um, but I think the fight could honestly go any, you know, any way that it could. I think if it ends up on the ground, I definitely have a little bit more of an advantage. But, you know, she's strong. She, Like you said, she's got good judo throws and, you know, she's probably really strong on top. I know that her husband is like a wrestler and um, but also has good striking. And she was probably working a lot with him during COVID. I mean, I don't know what her, you know, at home thing was like during COVID. Um, but, you know, I'm assuming that she knows that I probably grapple pretty well and she was working on the grappling and, you know, how to avoid certain situations. But, you know, it, if I see the opening, I'm obviously going to, you know, try to take advantage of that. Yeah, for sure. And like you said earlier, um, you just kind of have to assume that she's training just as hard as you are and working just as hard as you are. And yeah. obviously, you know, that kind of plays into the factors as well. Um, it's worth noting, too, I just want to throw this in there, that you're the first woman to be fighting on, or first woman from New England, excuse me, to be fighting on the Contender Series. So congratulations on it's that. Just, it's super exciting. I, it's I'm pretty awesome. To it, and I'm looking forward to, you know, putting women on the map for, 
you know, not just New England, but for everybody. But yeah, it is. It's super exciting to be, you know, the first woman to get on Contender and to, you know, do the thing. And I know that I have so much of New England behind me, supporting mm-hmm. me. You know, New England is such a, a a crazy sports atmosphere. So being able to go out there, you know, as a female and to perform um, and have the support that I do, it's it's super cool. I mean, I know everybody has support everywhere, but I feel like New England is a little different. And you know, we we're champions out here. So I think that that's that champion mindset, you know, we're gonna, we want to win and we want to crush it. And, you know, I look up to the fighters in this area, like you see Calvin out there crushing mm-hmm. it and oh, you yeah. know, Rob crushes it. It's in, in all the other smaller, you know, not smaller, but people in the UFC, Randy and Mike and all these people. So these are people I look up to and, you know, they're placed they're in the place that I want to be. And they've, some of them have been contender to UFC. So it's cool to be a woman and, you know, kind of following in their steps and to be the first person to kind of, you know, get out there and, and put New England on the map for a female. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, the New England atmosphere for fighters is it's always been crazy, but you don't really get that until you go to like a big UFC event. Like if you go check out like a UFC Boston and obviously oh, they have they have they have guys from all over the world on that car, but when a guy from anywhere close to New England steps up, it's a whole different atmosphere. A whole different atmosphere. That's and and crazy. like New England people are always willing to travel. Like I remember I think like Manny Bermudez was fighting and Randy was fighting. People just get in their cars and they like go to Florida and they go to all these places to see people fight. Like people want to travel and they want to see you fight and be there and support you. And I think it's super cool. I mean, it's definitely going to be weird having no audience. I mean, Apex is going to be small and limited anyway, but I'm curious to see what it's going to be like in there um, and how it's going to be with, you know, no audience and no people. (laughs) Right. I don't know the dimensions of the CES cage or anything, but I know that the UFC Apex cage is smaller than their typical octagon. Yeah. Um, So that, I don't know if that, if the dimensions kind of differ from what you're used to, but the smaller cage, I feel like would benefit you and your style because you're trying to press the action and get in close and kind of work the wrestling and the jujitsu and whatnot. So I feel like um, if that's something that's more an advantage to you, then Good yeah, for you, you know. I'm, I'm fine with that. And in I think that it, it may be close to the same size as CES, so I'm comfortable in that size cage. And um I don't I don't know if it's a little smaller or if it's the same, but you know, I fought in a small cage, like Cage Titans has the smallest cage there right. is alive. So yeah. I mean that that forces the pressure there. But um it's so funny because people think I'm like such a grappler and I am, but like striking's my thing. Like I've been striking since I was 14. I just haven't been able to like flip that switch in a fight. And I'm I'm hoping that maybe this will be that fight where I go out there and I flip my switch and I showcase, you know, my striking because my striking, I think is my, my better, uh, the better thing that I have. I mean, my jujitsu is great and I I believe in my jujitsu and I'm confident in my jujitsu, but you know, I love to strike and I love to kick and I love to, you know, use my whole body, you know, standing up. I think that's why like, I like clinching too, because there's a little bit of both, but I'm I'm hoping I can go out there and maybe throw my hands a little more. (laughs) Show people I can strike too, not just grapple. No, definitely for sure. We'll all be fucking keeping keeping up for that one and uh, definitely looking out for you there. Um, Have you been looking at the, not to look too forward in advance or anything, but have you, are you like a fan of MMA? Have you looked at the landscape of that UFC division that you might be entering after after the contender series or are you just kind of focused right now on getting getting that contender series win first and then kind of going from there oh no i watch all the fights um especially in my um weight class you know i follow all of them and every time there's you know a straw weight i I like to try to compare myself to how i would do with them or you know how i would maybe you know like when they're in the corner with their um you know in between rounds you know what their corners are saying what i might say or what i think that they maybe would have did you know i i like to break down and look at fights because you know, if I get in the UFC, those are the people I'm going to be fighting. And, 
you know, right. I, I obviously watch even the people who aren't ranked, you know, the people who aren't ranked are the people that I'm going to fight first. And, mm-hmm. um, I think that I can hang out there. I think that a lot of those girls are really skilled and, um, but I think that I'm just at that same level. I think that, you know, I've, with this opportunity, I, I want to showcase that I'm, you know, I'm just as good as the rest of them. Um, obviously with practice and, you know, growth, um, I want to make that top 10 and, you know, go on to, you know, top five and maybe be champion someday, you know, I, but right now this fight is the fight that I'm focused on. And, you know, from there, we'll, we'll see what happens. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and, and joining me for the conversation. It was super dope. Um, good luck to you, uh, versus Dane on or versus Hill, uh, Cheyenne buys on uh, contender series. I'll be looking forward to it and I'll be Thank watching you. for sure. All right. Thank you so much. All Thanks right, for no calling problem. me. I had a good time. Of course. I loved it. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right, man, there you have it. Another big thank you to Hillary for coming on the show and talking to me today. I appreciate the conversation. It was super dope. Uh, make sure you guys go follow her. Her Instagram is Hillary Rose MMA. All right, follow her journey. Check her out on August 18th against Cheyenne Bias on Dana White's Contender Series. And um, thanks again for listening, man. I appreciate it. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Caged In Podcast. And you can also find the show on Spotify and iTunes. All right. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, man, thank you. And I'll see you guys next time. All right. Peace.